This is a story about a dude named Lane. He moved to the mainland and bought one place to stay. And then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one real investor man. Alright, let's get going here. So starting off with a few teaching points and then diving into the news to wrap out 2020. So the Teaching point here is now this is the time to invest is what this chart is showing because as investors, we invest off of the spread between the interest rates and the cap rates. So the cap rates is the light blue. The interest rates are the dark blue right now. The interest rates are so low. The cap rates have come down a little bit, but the interest rates have come way down as of the last couple quarters and you know while everybody's afraid and everything i'm like this is the time to invest right now the spread between the interest rates and the cap rates is larger than what it normally is see this kind of moving up and down when it's like this when the spread is smaller that's when ideally you don't want to be investing as investors we make money off of the delta between cap rates and interest rates and of course we apply usually a four to one five to one leverage and that's how you make money as investors who are our renters? John Burns broke it down and a little chart here, most of which are 25 to 34 years old, broke down their household income over 50K and under 50K. I rent, I think it's a good idea, uh, especially if you live in a high-priced area like California, Hawaii, Washington, New York. They, I don't think it makes sense to buy. Uh, of course, the caveat is, most, I guess most people fall into this caveat. Like most people are irresponsible with their money. They can't seem to save it effectively. So houses of four savings account. But if you're listening to this podcast, YouTube channel, you're probably a little bit better than the average cat with saving their money. He's conscious of it. Uh, that's why I'd say just take the money and invest. Now, this is just a little diagram of which states are the most restrictive on the COVID constraints. Not making any political statements here, but Hawaii is down there, one of the most restrictive. And on the other side is how much is it working, right? Currently hospitalized for 100,000. So if you want, want to see your state, you can see where they fall. So starting off with the news here, this is something that's going to be slowly developing in 2021, but the LIBOR, which is what a lot of interest rates are governed off of, you might get a commercial loan based on quarter point higher than LIBOR, but they're going to be changing it to SOFR, I think is what they're going to call it, S-O-F-R, and that transition is going to be happening throughout the year. The reason why they're changing it is because I think it has something to do with the LIBOR being so low or things are already so low, they need to fix it to something else that's a little lower. And supposedly the LIBOR is a little bit more erratic, but I don't think it makes that much of a difference. It is what it is, and it's changing, guys. That's the takeaway. John Malone, reported by CNBC, is buying hard assets like housing to bet on currency devaluation or inflation, which is coming. Yeah, this is why I buy real estate. It's fixed hard assets like housing, and it's a commodity. We need more of it. And he sees substantial interest in multifamily housing. We'll get into that a little bit here in this ALNA article, where through the first 10 months of 2020, they only price class to lose ground in average occupancy among stabilized properties were class A. So those are the luxury type of properties that 
we stay away from. These are like the built 19 or probably built after 2005, 2010, in my opinion. It's hard to say by a date, but that's probably the best numerical differentiator of class A with a 1.3% decline to 92% average occupancy. This is not an alarming little figure, but it is a few percentage points below the other three price classes. B, C, and D, which all finish between 94% and 95%. Class C actually went improved. So a lot of the culprit was negative demand or new properties coming online that weren't quite absorbed, which makes sense. People are, were staying put through the first half of the year and even through the second. So takeaways, stick to class B, C. Now, this is a development that's the state of California, which, you know, you may or may not care, but I think it sets precedence to what's coming down the pipeline. So California had these two big statutes, Prop 5 and Prop um, 19. The presidential race wasn't the only thing here. It was like the, that they had to, the, the state was split on. So California Proposition 15, which would raise taxes for commercial real estate, failed. So Prop 15 would put further downward pressure on real estate during an already difficult time for real estate in that state. Contrary though, Prop 19 would allow former 65 and older disabled or victims of natural disasters to transfer a portion of their property tax based when they sell their home and buy a new one. And that looks like that will probably be passing at 51%. So very close. Proposition would offset by closing other loopholes. Specifically, it eliminates unfair tax loopholes used by East Coast investors, celebrities, wealthy non-California residents, and trust fund heirs. You know, I think it's, it shows like what's coming down the pipeline in, you know, that you just can't inherit the lower tax basis. A lot of people in California that have inherited houses in their family, they want to sell. And yeah, they're getting killed on taxes, but they might be sitting on a one to $5 million estate and a real estate, and they just don't want to give up that good tax. So Prop 19 kind of gives up that incentive in a way. So many things, it takes a while for the Californias to go through it. And then think of like marijuana, right? So the rest of the country gets impacted by this, or we see it in our backyard, but it's coming down the pipeline. The Starwood REIT by $645 million of affordable housing. They are getting into the affordable housing workforce space. Nothing to get to alarm, but I watch what the big guys are doing, like the Blackstones and I follow them closely. So 950 units in Jacksonville, Florida, and 28 communities with a total of 3,600 units, primarily in Virginia and North Carolina. And they're buying this stuff because it's stable. Occupancy and rents didn't change too much of all things to a pandemic. Uh, John Burns came up with this chart, a U.S. single family rent index. So they modeled, you know, you can see the recession periods, how it, where it went to in 2007, 8, 9 in the trough, it's peaked, but demand is still very strong for single family home rents based on this chart. Again, if you guys are checking this out on the YouTube or on the podcast channel, you can check it out on the YouTube, get all the nice graphs and graphics. 
read the stuff for yourself that I put on the screen. Commercial property executive reports that the pandemic accelerates rather than starts commercial real estate trends. So one of the big trends is this live, work, play concept. One question that came in, is there going to be a recession in 2021? I don't think so, man. Chillax. They've been, people say that every single six months. Doesn't mean crazy. I think that you got to be careful people saying that because likely they're trying to sell you gold and collect their commissions on that and you off to the gold salesman. But it's easier to sell doom and gloom than to prudently be buying cash flow. That's for sure. Are you a non-incredited investor looking for opportunities to invest passively? How about a newer investor looking to get a bit of a track record and confidence from your spouse who's a little bit skeptic of what you've been listening to the last few months? And could you use the reinforcement of double-digit returns paid like clockwork in the form of monthly dividends? The American Home Preservation Fund, or AHP, is currently open again and is looking to bring new investors with them. I have been investing with them since 2016 and originally I used it as a means to pay for my regular expenses. I started with $60,000 as my initial investment and that paid my car payment completely for me every single month. HB collaborates with existing homeowners to keep them in their homes via restructuring or selling the debts unlike their competitors. It's a way to make great returns while feeling good about making a social impact. After investing myself in the fund, it was awesome when owner George Newberry saw the impact Simple Passive Cashflow was making and eventually approached me to become a spokesperson of the company. You can start investing with as little as 100 bucks, and if you want a free bird zone book, please send me an email at lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. For more information about investing with AHP, go to hpservicing.com slash investors. I like to buy stuff. Well, that's a liability. So what are the trends? Live, work, play concept where people want to be able to live in less central areas, more the suburban areas. There's an urban-suburban divide, mostly gateway cities, high-cost areas like New York, San Francisco, Chicago. Many of these people have lost a lot of occupants during the pandemic. The uh, evolution of cities, you know, so the inner ring suburbs have also grown a bit by the desire for people to work and live in places with city-like features, but not in the urban core district maybe like 20, 40 minutes outside of the downtown area. So the, the pandemic didn't really start in trends, but just accelerated all of these trends. Commercial property executive reports that construction has launched on a Houston Hyatt hotel that is associated with the Houston's Texas Medical Center. So it's their first hospitality brand. Very interesting that a uh, hospital is getting involved with this type of housing but i guess they're seeing it as a lot of the people that come for their care like cancer treatment or whatnot um, need to stay in a place so why not double dip some trends that are coming that i think are cool are uh, chipotle plans their first digital restaurant their online sales tripled in the third quarter so they're some of the winter winners as reported by shopping center business some of the losers are just the general shopping malls. So mall owners, CBL and Associates files for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Does it mean that those shopping malls are going anywhere? Although I do think shopping malls are not as popular 
uh, especially like the non-high-end ones or the middle-range ones aren't as popular. Multi-housing news reports that senior housing occupancy drops, inventory increases. So a lot of people, they all get excited. New investors get excited by like trends, like the silver wave. People are going to need places to live when they're old. I want to invest in assisted living developments. All right, buddy. I'll tell you, I haven't found one really good, reliable operator quite yet, even though all the trends point that way. I wouldn't be investing as a passive and I sure as heck wouldn't be investing as an operator in assisted living. Especially you get these doctors or nurses, they think that they know medical stuff. Assisted living is not really medical stuff. You just hire a doctor to do that stuff for you. It's more of a facility management and a marketing and sales thing than a, a technical medical thing. So we take a break here. The uh, Easter egg this month is Check out the uh, newly branded Family Office Ohana Mastermind. So this is the group with the uh, accredited investors in, or if you would like to be a accredited investor, this is the way to get around. A lot of you guys are asking, how do I find syndication deals? How do I find like good people to work with? You got to build your network with the right people. If you're tired of screwing around at the local RIA or going to the free Facebook groups or the other free forms out there with just a bunch of folks under a quarter million dollars net worth all day long, Now's the time to step up, see what we have to offer, simplepassivecashflow.com slash journey. And we are about ending our first incubator group, which is the a little mini group coaching group where we help people get their first remote investment. And that one should be wrapping up this next couple months. And we'll be looking to do another one early in 2021. So if you guys are interested in that, please let me know. But yeah, transitioning to some of my personal stuff that I've been working on. If you guys have any ideas, some things you're working on, let me know. My email is lane at simplepassivecashflow.com. But first is growth. So we changed the mastermind to a more of a virtual mastermind. Last year we did it in Hawaii for a few days, but with everything that's going on, I'm moving this virtually. So we are calling this the bubble. If you want to get more details of this, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash bubble. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be primarily networking with other participants instead of just death by PowerPoint or death by random speakers pitching their product. Yeah, trust me, if you're not happy, I'll refund your money. I'm super confident with this. Like I got some tricks up my sleeves. You guys will see those of you guys who attend over the, the weekend. It's going to be a half day on a Saturday and Sunday, Martin Luther King weekend in January, 2021. Contribution, yeah, rebranding the family office mastermind to be more of a collaborative thing. We've got some new initiatives there to keep older investors around. They might have learned everything, but they just want to meet new people, grow their network with new high quality working professionals. And then this I added just a little while ago about having some success for the trade line hackers. If you guys haven't tried this out, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash trade line, but yeah, we had an investor that tried it out since began it in May 15, 2020. Great thing to do when you're stuck at home. You get your credit cards together and start renting out authorized user slots. He made $1,800 in just over a few months. And he's got $750 left in pending commissions that's coming back to him. Awesome. Significance it makes me more proud of what we're doing as a group is that we are not letting fear get in our way and we're seeing the data for what it is. And this is what it is. I started at the top with the teaching point 
of the same slide. Investors make their money on the delta between the interest rates and the cap rates. Simple as that. Uh, of course, there's outliers, right? You want to pick up properties that are already under market that exceed the cap rate um, here and have multiple opportunities for value add. But yeah, if you're picking up existing cash flow and even in, in tough times, you still cash flow. A lot of the deals, the stabilized assets, you can stay above 50, 60% occupancy. You're still in the black. A lot of the assets that we had through the pandemic, 4,200 units, they're still making money on all of those. None of them came down to the, the red level. Out of probably like 25 projects, maybe one or two of them kind of got close. But heck, I think that's pretty good, all things considered, being a pandemic. Some things I'm dealing with in terms of uncertainty, because uncertainty is not necessarily a bad thing. But yeah, investing when everyone is waiting for COVID or the election to be over. I get it from one perspective, but you got to keep moving forward. And the tenants are cash flow. Cash flows, and you can do your sensitivity analysis and still cash flows through tough times, then just keep buying cash flow, dollar cost average. And then a lot of the uncertainty is what's going to happen next year. I'm seeing as I want to get traveling. I want to have some fun. When's Pfizer going to come up with their vaccine? And is it, they're saying it's here as 90% effective. Of course, this is from the Pfizer website. So you can't really believe a thing it says, but yeah, hopefully this thing works, right? So we can get back out there. Let's get stuck in our homes all day long. How did I, am I creating certainty in my life? Well, I'm creating another infinite banking policy for myself. I probably have four or five deals going full circle and cashing out. And I'm going to take some of those profits, put it into an infinite banking policy and pull it right out and start investing next year. I like this because it, yeah, it's life insurance, but that's not the reason why I'm getting it. But it makes a nice little yield, 4 or 5% tax-free because it's life insurance. And because it's life insurance, it's off the table, off predators or litigators. So it makes me feel a little bit better from an asset protection perspective. If you guys haven't learned about this, go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash banking. And one of the last tenant here is Love and Connection. You know, with things slowing down here in December and things will definitely pick up in January, I got an invitation out to your folks. If we haven't connected, let's get on the phone. Let's do your onboarding call to the WE Club. Go to simplepassivecashflow.com slash gift. And for those of you guys who I have connected with and are current investors of, of in our deals, if we haven't connected in the last year, let's get on the phone. Let's talk story. Let's see what's going on. See how I can help. See what's coming on the horizon. Some of the, the, the resistance and barriers, distraction, noise that I've been working with is pushing out larger projects in time. I got this syndication e-course coming out soon. Hopefully it'll be out during Christmas time. I was trying to get you guys some kind of cool like promotion for Black Friday. Instead, I didn't get it done. So... I think probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll see the e-course for the syndication and it's going to be amazing. I'm so confident in this one again, that I got that money back guarantee on it. So fun stuff here, some doodads. I bought two dishwashers because I want to take all the stuff out of one. And when I make dirty dishes, I put in the other. So I never have to put my dishes away. These things are big and they're a little annoying, but that's just... Uh, idea for you guys to create your lifestyle. That's what Simple Passive Cash Flow is all about. Uh, let's go to these questions. Interest rates for the next two years. Uh, interest rates have popped up a little bit. I would say maybe a tenth of a point. 
But I'll ask the question to you, like, why do you care? What does it really matter? The cap rates are going to come back up and interest rates will go back up. And again, as an investor, you're just making money on the delta. What, what difference does it matter? But, and I don't know what interest rates are going to go, but if you were asking me everything I'm reading and everything I'm hearing, I, I think interest rates are going to be probably low for the next couple of years. It might come up, you know, slightly a quarter point, half a point during that time. But I don't think you're going to see interest rates on commercial debt in the five, 6% range for quite a while. But I do think inflation is coming. How else are they going to pay for all this trillions of dollar stimulus? And then the last stimulus plan is definitely coming. I mean, it's for sure it's coming. Uh, we need it. And then I think for sure it's coming. Just like how you joke about the government shut down. I guess it's not a joke. The, the government did shut down, but we all know it's a joke because they'll just create some kind of bill that extends the obligations and off and rolling again. It's just like the stimulus plan. It'll come. And then when it is, us as investors are going to be the ones who benefit the most on it. I guess what I'm seeing, I, I was reading an article yesterday about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac on the commercial side for the large non-recourse, the agency loans that we get. They're creating their quotas for next year. And it looks good, man. They didn't hit their quotas this year, obviously, because volumes of sales transactions were down, which is why they did a lot of refinances. The refinances were awesome. They were being very lenient on refinances because they needed to hit that quota. But yeah, next year is when things start to really open up. It's probably going to be because a lot of that lending is it's very free and flowing. When is a good time to buy REITs? Never is a good time to buy REITs. REITs are retail investments. You're getting killed. And something I learned recently, we did a three-hour webinar. And this was like the one tidbit in it that I learned was like REITs, they have a timeline where they have to crystallize a return and exit everybody else. So they don't make good decisions. They don't make long-term decisions. And they have to pay 90% of their revenue or their income to investors, which sounds good. But what if it was made more sense to put the money back into the assets so that the asset is more secure and so you can bump rents and do that type of stuff? That's just the one way like the REITs are confined there. And REITs are just retail investments. You got gazillion, gazillion middlemen there. Well, not touching REITs. I'm not a retail investor. That's for the average Joe out there buying investments. How about share market performance? And I don't understand that question. We need to be tied to that. Any promising markets in 2021 when compared to 2020? Eh, not really. There's some places in Tennessee, like Chattanooga. The Carolinas always keep coming up. Florida, Jacksonville, but I'm a little scared that I think Huntsville is finally coming on the map. A lot of people are finding out about Huntsville, Alabama, but yeah, mostly it's the same big storylines, Texas, everybody's getting the heck out of California, Chicago, New York, all these high-priced coastal markets going to places that make more sense. This was always happening. And again, and the pandemic did not create new trends. It accelerated trends such as people getting the heck out of those overpriced areas and into more like these secondary tertiary markets. But that doesn't mean that you can't find a deal in Jackson, Mississippi. I want to, Jackson, Mississippi is not a good market. I don't think it is, but doesn't mean that I would invest there in a deal that had undervalued rents is what I'm saying. Uh, if you invest in Jackson, Mississippi, I am sorry. Last question here. Can we expect a foreclosure due to Mendorandum ending soon? I'm sure. I just personally don't buy 
unstabilized assets. So if a property is going through foreclosure of an apartment, then I wouldn't be buying it in the, in the first place. So I don't care. I'm sure it is, but it's a good point. It's just Biden's going to kill people that's making over $400,000 taxes. But I don't care because I don't, I'm not going to make my AGI that high. I'm going to put it way lower. So it's a moot point to me. I don't care. That makes sense. I don't care if there's foreclosures coming. I don't really, I wouldn't buy those properties. I don't buy problem properties. I buy properties with sellers who have kind of problems. And yeah, maybe a foreclosure does expedite that. But yeah, the occupancy would probably dip and I wouldn't buy it. Um, but if you're a single family home investor, number one, what the heck, why are you doing that? Yeah, if your net worth is under half a million, that's fine. You got to build your net worth and put in your sweat equity to doing that. But if you're a credit investor, like most of us in our group, that's just not a good use of your time, in my own opinion. But for some of the younger kids that are listening, yeah, there, I'm sure there's a lot of, maybe a lot of single family home foreclosures coming out next year, just as there always is. Nothing new. I don't, I don't think there is anything going to be anything new and like some kind of housing crisis. I think that's just a, like people like celebrities trying to sell YouTube views and stuff like that. I just don't really see it happening. Again, there's always people trying to sell like on fear, like the world is coming to the end, these doom and gloom forms or what's worse is the people on Facebook, they always just write this long like text about the world is coming to an end. And then you look back and that was from like 2012 or 2016 or whenever that never happens. I just buy for cash though and, and just don't get ahead of your skis and you'll be all right. Uh, that makes sense. But yeah, if you're house flipping, I don't do that, but I would be afraid potentially, I don't know. But hope that helps. Thanks for the questions and we will see you guys next time and check out the mastermind bubble at simplepassivecashflow.com slash bubble. And thanks everybody. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you are the only person who is going to look out for your best interests.